You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Gangster lifestyle of mine. So we Living in the gangster's paradise. All right. This is Do we want to give Axe to Grind. I am Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. We're doing some live production on the air. That's yes, it. You I'm hear d- this? I'm doing, some, I'm doing some mixing, everybody. Turn my headphones Yo, up. How come on your Instagram stories, your hair looks way grayer than it does in person? When I it's couldn't dirty, tell you. It looks cl- uh, I couldn't tell you. probably just showered. When it's Do you dirty, have your mics on? Yes. You do. Speaking to Problem, it. problem, problem. Hello, hello. I think I'm number one. Hey, now. Speak hey, now. Hello, no, I'm two. I think hello, three. I'm yeah. three. Okay, yeah, I might have known that <laughs> I'm one. Okay. I'm I think two. Patrick is one. Yes. Everybody, we're doing, this is some real live shit. Are yeah, you ready for this? Down. Can I Maybe scream? we'll start over. Maybe. You want to you want to start over? Yeah. I really want to know. Yeah, we'll start over. Okay. Uh, Bob, then you talk for me. Hello, hello. One, I'm an two, awful three, lot. Four. I'm an awful lot louder than everybody, despite okay. being Check. at the same volume. Hello, one two. Hello. You're yeah. doing good. Good. You're still yo, light. Yo 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 yo. Let me see. Oh. Try it again. Okay. Hello. Are we back? Are we good? Are we here? Are we good? I listened to an old episode and our sound was really good. I don't think Philadelphia One of the best things that came from Philadelphia No question No No question question. We'll talk about that Okay, we should be all right. But actually, make it work. see your numbers over here. Keep going. One, two, one, two Here's how I will try to talk Yeah What if I'm closer? Is it better here? Should I go here? No, it's significantly better Get close Just go full on Uh, Okay, I'll go full on Okay now, a real start. There we go. There we go, fam. Welcome to X to Grind. Uh, th- I, you know what? On the drive down, I thought of some clever intros, and now they've all escaped me. What were you thinking about? I was thinking about working Beetlejuice references in. Mm, okay. Well, I mean, this is... I love Beetlejuice. A great movie. It's so good. Is it better that they didn't do a sequel? Yeah. Definitely. What, where do they go with the sequel? I don't know. It's, it's fucking standalone brilliance. Nice fucking model. Uh, I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. And Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, don't call him into this space. 
were not prepared for his energy. People dress like him now. <laughs> What's his wrong. name who played Beetlejuice? Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yes. Has Michael Keaton ever made that desperate call to the studio? Like, what do you guys think about a, a Beetlejuice 2? I think he invested well because he doesn't seem thirsty. He seems not no, thirsty. No, he was yeah. in Birdman. Yep. Which did well. Yep. Batman. He was well. I mean, yeah. But even well. more currently, he looks a little. Yeah. He looks like a shriveled. He was in the founder, mm. which was Ray Croc. Ray Croc, but he did like a, a not like a a nomination worthy performance, even if he didn't get the okay. nom. And then uh, also Spider Man. Uh, I'm I'm the Vulture. Far from home. No, uh, whatever there was. Uh, and he was also in I'm homeless. Um, yeah. The other guys. He played the captain or whatever that also worked at Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, Legitimately, you're right. one of the That's funniest right. moments of his career. It's great, great moment. So. He loves TLC and he doesn't know <laughs> it. Uh, okay, well, everybody, that was the movie corner. Uh, let's give a shout out to some sponsors before I announce what this episode is. Even though people can probably read the little thing, but I'm excited. It's a good episode. Uh, let's go to Run for Cover. Fucking do it. You know what, what happens at the end of this week? Nice oh, fucking model. Oh, oh, the new turnover record is out on November 1st. Oh, that's the end of this week. What Ooh. do you think the crossover is? Oh, oh, oh. It's magic. Between um, our listenership know. and turnover. Um, turnover seems to be just like a massive band. So I think they like inherently we have some people that yeah. there's a lot of crossover just because they're that big. Yeah, yeah I, I would say that... 35 to 40 percent of action grind listeners uh wow. under the age of well under the age we might go up yeah. but, but i'd say 35 to 40 percent um have listened to turnover and enjoyed yes. active listeners maybe it's a little lower but you know i think it's good workday music it's good going on a drive with the family and you don't want to put on anything offensive music okay i think it's good chilling music that one last maybe one not good specific. late night music okay too but chill. overall yeah too chill I need a, need a little more energy. But you could select a couple tracks to keep you pumping. And this record is their third? I believe so. Third full length, yes. Okay. The one uh, before this was what? Peripheral Vision? One before this was Supernatural. And then Peripheral, Peripheral Vision was before that, yeah. Uh, so shout out to that band, which just seems to go from strength to strength. Yeah. Uh, I have no doubt this one will do well as well. Moving and creating. Keep no doing your thing. No fall off at all. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it hasn't hit a wall. Like no, it, they keep, continuously grow, which is cool. A tasteful style. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Like go to good stuff. So you're going to go to runforcoverrecords.com. Mm. Enter the promo code. Axe to grind. And you're going to want to. Spell it out. Great. Let's go to another sponsor. Okay. Yeah. Let's do Death Wish Inc. Okay. Yeah. Tis the season for them. Yes. Heavy Massachusetts going on here. Heavy Massachusetts, Salem vibes. Mm. It's spooky season. It is. They're overrun with people right now. Yes. Mm. Mm. Drinking PSLs. I know they still go to the health food store that's in the, or not the, the health restaurant, in the, which actually I think one of our listeners might still work at. Oh, cool. Uh, good juices. Mm. Uh, but it's in the middle of Salem, and this season it just becomes annoying. Oh, I can imagine. You know what this needs? More of that fucking juice. More of that fucking More of that juice, fucking exactly. Juice. Uh, what has Deathwish got? What's yeah, the excitement over there? They got lots of new stuff. We which talked I think about Greek we death. Kind of, we talked about Greek death. Not a bad pick for this time of season. That's true. Um, we talked about the new Tim Singer band. Process oh, Black. Yeah. Process Black. Got my pre-order oh, yeah. in waiting for that shit. We don't talk about the band Birds and Row. No, we don't. No. And they're quietly grinding and grinding I and grinding. I see that. So shout out to them. They got a European tour about to pop. So check that. They are uh, quiet grinders. Quiet grinders, but like from what I understand, 
quite successful. No, I don't doubt yeah. it. So one of the things that we're going to tell you, and we try to do this, check out things that you might not have because we're... We know we got a lot of bitter end listeners, but I think yes. we have some Birds in Row listeners, too. Oh, no question. So if you have not heard the newest Birds in Row, which is We Already Lost the World, go check that record out. Um, see, you know, noisy but eclectic, um, definitely on the more aggressive side of things. But they bring a lot of different elements in that I think appeal to a lot of people. So uh, check out Birds in Row. Maybe one of the better bands to come from France in a long time. Mm. In in our purview, yeah. you know what I mean? So you're going to want to go to deathwishinc.com, enter the promo code. Axe to grind. Tom, give it to me. You're going to have to spell it out. Boom. 10% off your order. Please also check out our other sponsors, Closed Casket Activities and Triple B Records. Hell yeah. Same promo code, Axe to grind. Spell it out. I'm going to give a little uh, shout out to uh, an Instagram that was sent to me the other day. Uh, found underscore footage underscore reviews. And this is a dude who is clearly in some sort of band or maybe he's out with a skate team or whatever, but, you know, white guy with long hair fucking at rest stops. You know what I mean? It's familiar. Could be an alt band. Could be, yeah. Uh, he just picks food out of the garbage and reviews it. So it's a dumpster diving Instagram. And it is. So he eats it. Yes. To review it. Yes. Yeah, okay. And if you're curious, uh, the brownie that he got at this uh, pilot. Was he's given, not a brownie? He's given a 2.8 out of 10. Not not great. <laughs> uh, but There's a lot of dumpsters I would check. Pilot's dumpster, less so. Well, here's the thing. Uh, today we're going to be talking about characters. Like people that are pure, hardcore mm. characters. Yes. Lots and, of lore. And I miss that, and I love that. So if you are, if if your brand is eating garbage in 2019, when you know that half the people out here is using Instagram like a dating app, and you're just eating things that you found at a at a Whataburger, you're a character. There was a weird. Is that a character? <laughs> I feel like that's the equivalent of being like, just because you live in a Fleetwood Mac and drink pumpkin spice latte, you're not a witch. Oh, no, I don't like know. I, I think just because you eat food out of the garbage, you're not a we- no. No, like, you're a weirdo. You're like you're a weirdo. yeah, but is that a, is it a tryhard? Definitely, oh, it could be. But once, well, you, I mean, this band we're talking about, if you commit to the bit for that yes. long, because there's there's the initial surge of interest. If he makes it past the surge through the lull that's and out the other side, that's a character. Yeah. Also, it just takes commitment to eat. Garbage. Tom, Tom's face uh, when we're talking about someone eating garbage. Yeah, he's is not with good. it. No. <laughs> no, I mean if it's if it's a necessary thing that you know it's that for survival, then sure. But if you're out there like, bro, no. I got Taco Bell sponsorship, but I'm eating garbage, and you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> no, I, I'm with it. I need more characters. All right, so I thought about starting. I a, like real characters. I was though. thinking about. I agree. Like yeah. Stigma is a character, but he's real. This guy's eating garbage. That's I thought about, yeah, I know, but that's like. Okay. I thought about starting a. Instagram or Twitter account called Gross Stuff I Saw in the Sink. Mm. But I was like, I don't think I want to put that energy out into the world. No. There was some weird, it looked like a circular disc, could be a gross sticker, could be a weird piece of flesh, could be mm. odd phlegm. Mm. And I was like, ah, that's too gross. Yeah, too that gross. wasn't a my sink, was it? What? No, 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 <laughs> no. At Wawa. At Wawa. Oh, wow. Shout out to Wawa, Beyond Sausages. Yeah, do they have them go. down near you yet? Yeah, they do. Oh, they what? Do. Yeah. Lots Road of different variations, trip. homie. Fuck. Yeah. Wow. I thought it was the future's only, wild, yeah. huh? 
It's, it's eat so like exciting. trash, but vegan. Yeah, didn't expect. Just it. wait for them to throw it out and then eat it, and then be like, "Bro, bro, you are three point four. My man found I hate footage. so much shit. So, so get what is it? Found, found underscore footage underscore reviews. Okay, cool, good. And you know, that's you got your free fucking shout out. I think you man. need to, to start your own personal account mm. in a more active way on there, so it can you can eliminate all friends and well wishers. Yeah, and it can just be Instagram models and. Weird accounts. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's yeah. your move. I mean, I'm drowning them right now. Weird, weird accounts. I told you, I follow a lot of angry Californians. What are they angry about? They're people that were probably highly, saw themselves as liberal, saw themselves as progressive 10, 15 years ago, okay. but are now homeowners and are so fucking mad at the homeless crisis. So Ugh. mad. And it's ugly because it's people yeah, like putting a form. camera, putting a camera in the face of homeless people, and like pressing them for like, yo, what are you doing in my neighborhood? But and that's ugly, and I'm not advocating. Yeah. But yeah. it is these are people who are deeply frustrated and feel they have no legal recourse anymore, and I find that really interesting. And the other part I find interesting mm. is that do you find any of this interesting? <laughs> I don't. Ink and dagger. Uh, well, <laughs> They're not wrong. <laughs> To watch a guy roll around in his own excrement with a needle hanging out of his arm isn't mercy. That's not you. That's not the public good. No. So, so I, I find it fascinating that we're in this like th- this nexus. Weird accounts, right? You know? Okay. Yeah. Like, no. I, it's a it's a like what is best? as the as the sign over the highway said driving in rough roads ahead expect delays. Yeah. Well, that's where we're at. Rich people pay more taxes. Correct. Yeah, California. Yeah, really, California. Yeah. You got to figure it out, whatever it is. Yeah, you, you, maybe they need to pay more taxes. Your place is too nice. Yeah, to be mad yeah how can you be time. mad? It's the nicest place. I on get earth. it. I'm gonna uh, sign me up for the rolling around. I, not in the excrement, but needle hanging out of my butt. Whatever. It's oh, fine. Oh, right. If it's roids. Yeah, I mean, I certainly I mean, need a lot it. Of you know, so I could use, I could use some PEDs. All right, now, let's get into as, the goodness. As Tom well, pointed out, sorry, <laughs> this is an Ink and Dagger episode. Ink and Dagger deep dive. Deep no, dive. no, no, no. Album to album. Album to album. You're right. Yeah, we're right. not going to deep dive. There's a lot to this band. We'll probably get into some of the history and lore, but we're really going to be comparing uh, a couple records of theirs. Okay. We're cheating. What's yes, that? we are. We're sort of cheating. We're sort of cheating. Eh. Just to kind of c- cover their... We're going to CD age. Yes. Right, right, right. I right. don't think that... Like I don't think it's cheating either. Nah. Some people would be like, you did not, you know. It's like Yo. we talked about. It's like the fucking Minor Threat discography. If you don't count that as an album, you're an asshole. Well, so we also... Man, there's a CD conversation to have. Let's take two minutes for it. CDs should still matter. The fact that hardcore labels and hardcore bands are not making them, you're inadvertently creating a barrier of entry that you don't want. There are barriers of entry that I think everybody's okay with in this world. It's not an easy music to like. There's a lot of weird shit about it. There's a lot of weirdness in this world. The barrier of entry not being that you made a physical medium that is daunting, which is vinyl. I love vinyl. It's what I got into. This is a longer conversation, but the fact that we're not making CDs when they're so cheap is making it hard for the young person either at a show or wherever, unable to pick that up, not get into hardcore. Straight up. Now, I got really the, mixed feelings. The retort on it might be, well, what, they could go home and stream it. If they like a band, they see them, they could go home yeah. and stream it. And like, yeah, but they could also stream anything they want in the whole world. Yeah. So why would they go for it? Why would they do this? Yeah. As opposed to, hey, I'm at the show, let me buy this, and then there's an ownership stake in it. And, I know and like you said, it's cheaper. Cheap as shit. I mean, when you were a kid, so when I was a kid, and you when when you were a kid, when you bought when you go to like 
I don't know. The Wiz in New York. I don't know what you yep. guys had. Fuck. The Wiz. FYE, Strawberries. The fuck. Coconuts. Coconuts. So me, if I was like, all right, I got 20 bucks to buy records or whatever. It's either buy, at the time, one CD for sixteen ninety eight. Sure. Two cassettes. Mm. I would go two cassettes. Yep. So you get more Just music. Just so you yep. get. Same thing with CDs. If you're going to a show, record's probably, what, 20 bucks? Mm-hmm. Like an LP? They're about. Sure. Yeah. 15, 20 bucks. Yep. Yep. If you can buy two CDs for that amount of money, mm-hmm. wouldn't you? Well, I should also mention that the band's margins are significantly better even at 10. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, so even at eight at this point, you yes. can do well. So I had a younger friend ask me, hey, why do they make discographies? Why did they make discoveries oh. instead of keeping records in print? <laughs> Interesting question. In Great question in 2019. Yeah. I, was, I perked up because I was like, oh, that's so fascinating to ask. Because it made so much sense for labels to compile old stuff to make a discography because it condensed it. You, had, you could stop making three records and just wait, make one. And on top of it, you were creating new excitement in that moment by here's yeah. the discography, here's everything all at once. And by the way, for so many people... Music was economy in a way that was like, am I going to buy this CD that has five songs or 10 songs or this song CD that has 25? Mm. Or, and that's right. why clubs were a, a shot. Yep. Like take, you take the risk. Oh, shit. I bought the wrong record. Yep. Turning Point is not a thing in 2016 if it wasn't for that. Discography on J-Trade. Yeah. No question. Honestly, I mean. Totally, totally shifted the game, brought a focus to them. And like. Even Minor Threat. Minor Threat. With, I mean, we noted them in the Year in Hardcore 89 episode for a reason because that complete discography came out and you saw it became even more of a thing than it was before because everything was more accessible. And so that's, we'll talk about that more in the Year in Hardcores, but accessibility to music is a cool thing. I think it's so good that we all have streaming, we all have YouTube, this and that, but there's something to be said for when you buy something and own it that you feel a reason that you have it. You're holding it in your hand. It is different than streaming. I'm not saying it's better. I I stream 99% of the music that I actually listen to. And I say that very seriously. Like It's probably a 99 to 1 ratio of how much music I stream versus play on physical media at this point. Sure. I believe the last CD I personally purchased was in 2008. So take this with a grain of salt. However... I think that not making CDs, especially at concerts or things like that, disables people being able to get into it. And if you talk to record labels of a certain size, they'll all tell you, we still sell CDs at a one-to-one ratio with vinyl. Yeah. Wow. Depends on the type of music, but yes. Depends on the type of music, but I'm talking about our world. Yeah. But say for you, say for Drug Church. For Drug Church, it's good. Wouldn't it make sense? I mean, you probably do. I don't know if you... Mm -hmm. But like, so you got that thrice store. Yeah, coming up. Oh, it should one hundred percent have CDs on. Right, the, I mean, uh, I would one hundred percent. Maybe even cassette, but like CDs for certain, mm-hmm. right? More as much or as, or if not more than vinyl, right? Well, is, is, CDs are an interesting thing because, okay, uh, is there any reason not to just do a thousand of them? And what do they cost? See how it goes. Three bucks? <laughs> no less. So, so really, yes, Damn. yeah, two something. It, it, they cost very Even little less. compared to the, to the uh, what you're charging, which really makes it criminal you want to know where most of the cost is in a cd the booklet yeah Yeah. i would imagine so yeah think about when cds hit like 18 dollars. do you remember that that was 
that was like people, a racket. That was a criminal people, racket. That, that is Even the, then it was three bucks or that whatever? Is, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. less. less. Oh, I mean, yeah. here's the thing. Oh, if you wow. press 5,000, it comes down to a buck and a quarter. Yeah. Um, and That's if you go for criminal. easy, if you go for a trifold booklet and all that stuff. Because yeah. a lot of, you know, you go to even some of these bigger major label CDs and they'll do a 12-page book. Yeah. That's four sheets of paper stapled together. You know well, what I mean? Well, yeah, also, sure. th- think about when... Think about when people were really, Three, excuse me. really trying to maximize. Like if you remember those uh, Victory, when Victory became cheap and took away the booklet essentially yep. and just put like a sheet of paper or whatever. Yeah, a fold. But was doing that for, yeah, a single fold, doing that for uh, records that had been out for a long time. But if you can just sell another 2,000 and, and you are penny pinching at that yep. point, yeah. yo, it's all gravy. It's all gravy. So wow. here's the deal. Yo, the the homeless man rolling in his own excrement with a needle hanging on his arm. That was the music industry when they were able to sell records at eighteen to twenty dollars retail. Excessive. Yeah, and and it was it was poop, but it was the opposite kind. It was poop and money just flowing. They had money coming out their ears. Really crazy. And that's kind of why there's such a weird, to me, polarization between the record industry and artists is that there was a time where the money was so liquid and so yeah. fucking thorough that that artists were getting really jabbed. And now artists still get jabbed here and there. But there's a fundamental distrust in a lot of these places because there was such excess at one time that now in thinner times it's like, well what the fuck was yeah. going on back then? And it's disconnected. Yeah. Although I mean were you like touring in like the C D era? Maybe the tail. Maybe. But I mean, like, for us, like, there's a fucking Trustkill CD right on that fucking table. Sure. Yep. I we were probably yep. selling that for eight bucks, ten mm. bucks. It should have been ten. Maybe ten. Maybe. Should have been smarter sure. than ten. But even that, though, like, in the scheme of things, you're making, I mean, we didn't make anything, but, like, it, it, the, I didn't even realize they were that cheap. I guess I never knew how, how cheap they were. Well, because were. here, you want the real, because we're buying real dirt, the label. The label's selling it to you and making money when they sell it to you. Right. Which I'm not even mad at, but it no. should be an understood conversation. Like, hey, like yo, this cost me two fifty. I'll sell it for five. Okay, right, okay, you got to make yeah, money sure. too. Exactly, that's yes. cool. Yeah, and, and there there are some people who might feel a way about that, but that's you know that's something you can negotiate and understand. Yeah, before I don't you think there's a, a problem with that as long as it's transparent. Exactly, right? I mean, so if you buy a two fifty CD for somebody from five and you sell it for ten, you make it five bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, you really can't complain. When the end of year record came out on Revelation, mm-hmm. uh, you bought CDs for five dollars from Rev. That's how go. much we charged. So, and know. then you upcharged to like seventeen fifty. <laughs> That's what they were charging. Twenty, you know, twenty. Yeah, collector's so. item. Yes, correct. So, uh, speaking of the CD era, the reason we got to this weird yes. tangent, I apologize, but I think it's relevant. We're talking about the mighty, and I, I will use that term, mm. Ink and Dagger. So why? <sighs> oh. The I also thought about this on the ride. We shit on Philadelphia all the time, all the time, deservedly. Yeah, sure. today's a Philadelphia Appreciation Day. Yes, why not? It will end up being well, the best things from Philadelphia. <coughs> Tom, co-sign with me with this: the Philadelphia 76ers, pretty good basketball team with some good personalities. Like currently, forever, like forever. Yes, Doctor J, J, Moses, Yep, Barkley, Mo Cheeks, who. Uh, Iverson uh, coming Practice. to the coming to de- coming Stack to today. Embiid, Ben Simmons just hit that three. Ooh, it's if true. he can hit threes, everybody's in trouble. Um, the 76ers are a fun basketball team, uh, and unless you are a diehard fan of one of their direct rivals, they make things better. I mean, I even like Donovan McNabb. Ooh, wow. I didn't hate the guy. 
Yeah, I, I thought think he was Philly a likable dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Philly, went to a lot of you know the Eagles football team is pretty good. Um, Philly fans are terrible. There is a good food scene in Philly. A lot of good food there of Lots all of types. Vegan foods. Lots of good vegan foods. Lots of good Indian food. Some of the best Indian food I've had in my life in Philadelphia, mm. actually. At weird, random spots. It's been a while. I mean, we do it also just because it's fun. Yeah. I mean, they opened a... Did you see this room that they opened at the... Is it the new hockey stadium? Or is there a new hockey stadium in Philly? It's still... Uh, I think they just revamped the prison inside. Well, <laughs> but they there's a room that you can pay for and go in and break stuff during a game. Oh, I've heard this. Oh, my God. I've and they, there was a video of Gritty. I mean, now they, by the time you hear this, it'll be old news. Yeah. But like, it's literally... Like, now they have these rooms that it's like stressed out. Which is Pay us $40 for 20 minutes. And you go in and you just break... Stop, like items. If they aren't and playing Limp Biscuit, they're fucking up. I'm sure it's, it's true. But someone was talking about it on the, on the New York radio, and they're like, "So, you know, you can go in as a couple, okay? But what happens like if if you if, if you know me and Pat are in a fight at a game? You go, we're gonna make believe we're a couple. We get in that room, you start beating the shit out of each other. What do you do? There's jails. They have jails they and there's stadiums. It. Yeah, many just stadiums have those. The Philly ones are just. Are just noted because they're quite often full. Yeah, um, I don't know if City Field has a. I mean, everyone they must. They got a holding cell. They the, have to, I guess. They got holding cells. Philly has a full uh, operational prison. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they got Shawshank. What, got what else can we say good about Philly? The zoo there is quite good. Um, Rocky is good movie. Uh, fake. He's fake. Yeah, he's fake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean. Then they have Joe Frazier. Wasn't Joe Frazier oh, from Philly? Yeah, yeah. They don't really like him, but they, they'd rather go for... I'm going on my Bill Burr tangent. I, I, I like Dale Murphy. Uh, he had a couple good years in Philly. Was he in, I thought he was a Brave. He was a Brave, too. But he was Did in he Philly go for Philly? a while. Yeah, he was in Philly. You'll um, notice I'm... I like Ryan Howard. What do you got? I'm silent. Yeah, what do you got? You got nothing. Got nothing. I, li- I like some of the people. I like Ryan Howard. Yeah, the Ryan Howard. Yeah, I like yeah. him a lot. Hate Chase Utley with the fire of a thousand suns. Yeah, he sucks. Um, the, uh, the pitcher. What's his name? Mitch Williams. Oh, poor guy. No, the the fucking other Chase Outley looking motherfucker. Oh, the dude. The lefty. Uh, Holiday? No. No. Rest in peace. He died. Yeah, I know he did. Uh, what's his name? I'm blanking. He's still, play- he's still pitching. Four People. aces. Yeah. You know what we're going to get? We're going to get a, well, actually. Mm. You like All Else Failed quite a bit. I do. Yeah. You, you like Blacklisted quite, quite a, bit. a bit. I do, yeah. Would, those, would they be your top two from and, Philadelphia? And if sure. we had to have a third, it would be? Ink and Dagger. So let's talk about Ink and Dagger. Let's do it. We're doing an album to album today. Comparing the two records and asterisk, uh, drive this seven inch wooden stake through my Philadelphia heart. Pass. And at the, internet. the fine art of original sin. Mm. Drive this, the CD EP version of this included the drive this seven inch and the first dead. seven inch love is dead. That's what we're going to compare. Com- Use as one album. Ninety nine percent of people, I'm willing to bet, consumed, yes. consumed as a as at a, that time one hundred percent. So Absolutely. fuck it, that's how we're doing. Drive this seven inch, one of my first twenty hardcore records. Oh maybe? no shit! Yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Uh, maybe, band. maybe, yeah, but the vinyl of it for sure. Yeah. Weird band. Uh, Great. I am very. Th- let's let's go through. And this is a fun way to do it. Last time, personal feelings on the band, personal experience. Go, Tom. Um, I love the band. Those uh, these two records. Oh, I won't go into it. I don't want to spoil. Yeah, um, they were great. I got to see them in f- their full vampire getups, and then they kind of phased that out. Yeah. Um, uh, got to play a, bu- a couple, few shows with them. Um, I think you know, like Sean was one of the original trolls. 
I think. No question. Um, <laughs> caused a lot of trouble for a lot of people. Well, uh, real quick. Yeah. L- let's get that out of the way. So for those of you that were this man's friends, you know this. For those of you that are younger in hardcore, maybe you don't. This gentleman is dead now. So yeah. we're going to be honest Rest in peace. but delicate. Yes. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. I mean, it's funny. Like, he was a troll, and then, like, everyone that wanted to fight him would end up meeting him and be like, eh. Yeah, we don't for sure. We don't have to yeah. do this. Um, should I tell that story? Please. Yeah, so please, apparently please, please. it was, like, some kind of weird beef, because uh, for everyone who's 97 years old will remember alt.music.hardcore, the group thing, whatever the fuck it was. User I was net. never involved in it. User, User group. Yep. User group. I was never involved in it. I worked hard, mm. but we were friends with some people that were like Justin Brandon was all up in it. Rob Fish was up in it. Like a lot of people that you wouldn't expect were way in it. In the mix. In mm. the mix. And I guess there was some kind of weird beef with Sean and another dude that ended up working for like Dillinger. I forget his name. And like Rob and Justin and all this stuff. So we were going to play the church with Adam and his package. <laughs> Um, Adam's and, package did quite well in Philadelphia. Um, yeah, because we went on after him, so we saw that firsthand. And, and um, mixed bills in 2019 don't got shit on what was going on at the was, time. Who the fuck was it? It was Millhouse, Indecision, Sons of Abraham, and Adam's package, I think. And so Josh was like, all right, so we're going to go down there. We're going to fight this kid. And I was like, what? Uh, Sean. Uh, no, 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 but, but uh, current... Respected politician? Yes. Okay, yeah. All right. So yeah, I mean, he was like 18 at yeah, the time, sure. and he's an idiot. So I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, just be ready. Like, there's probably going to be a fight. You know. All right. Yeah, I guess something they said something that was like kind of a little too much past the line or whatever. I'm like, all right. So we go down there. Everyone's in the same room. Literally nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Sean ends up talking to Justin, and Justin's like, all I can remember about the guy is that he smelled really good. <laughs> So like we went down there thinking I'm like oh god like we were on our way to play Gainesville mm-hmm. fe- the Gainesville Fest before it became like yeah. Fest and like so we were playing like Philly North Carolina and J- Florida I'm like oh awesome like the way to start off the weekend I gotta get fucking yeah. jumped in Philadelphia yeah, I'm gonna, gonna get a black eye yeah yeah um, and surprisingly it ended up being nothing um, the singer from Millhouse uh, kind of sort of dedicated this song to Hitler um, because we were playing with Sons of Abraham yeah so. Which is awkward. He said, he was like, this is for the man who took over Europe in 48. Like, something really fucked up that we're all like, what <laughs> is happening right now? Well, th- that was a... When you... when We won't get into that, but we're... There's some heavy troll... Oh, he was like... He, he, might, he have been, might have been one. Yes, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, Artie and Sean were OG <laughs> trolls. Like, um... So that was cool. And then, uh, yeah, so we almost got in a fight, and then we didn't. And um, he wore a lot of, like, Drakkar or something. <laughs> Drakkar. He, he smelled very nice, and he was dressed well. And then it ended Why up being not? nothing. Why not? Were Why you guys not? cool water guys or Drakkar Noir? Which, uh, I like Shoop. Oh, okay. Well, interesting. I like cool water, too, though. Okay. <laughs> there was something that came out about the Drakkar guy that was, like, not cool. Oh, I forget well, what it was. Yeah. You know what? I don't remember. But He still makes that great cologne. So... Shout out Troll Cologne. Troll Cologne. My experience with Ink and Dagger, I, it didn't occur to me until Bob said it, but I guess I did own the vinyl pretty early. Yeah. But I don't think I listened to it the way that I listened. The CD was definitely yeah. always my experience. Right. Uh, I must have picked up the vinyl just as a gesture. Right. Because <laughs> it looks awesome. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Shortly yeah. thereafter. Uh, this band was actually one of the few that I could get my non-hardcore friends into. 
Interesting. Uh, I think there is something very... Uh, Save it because it's heavy part of the conversation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I never saw the band while they were an active band. I, I know this sounds weird. I accidentally walked into the Jeff Rickley reunion. Which is actually kind of amazing. I thought it was really great. Um, did you go to the one in Brooklyn? No. I, I, it, L.A.? It, it took place literally behind my building. So I just was like, oh, yeah, I had no idea what it was. I walked into it. I was like, oh, oh, crazy. Neat. <laughs> crazy. They played like the party expo or something, and it was wild. And I, quite honestly, I thought that no one else could have done it as much justice as Jeff Rickley did. Yeah, he did a great job. It was, and they did the makeup, the <laughs> yep. fucking candles and shit. It was great. So my personal experience was that I believe I saw them once, maybe twice, but if it was twice, I was not very engaged in it. Mm. Uh, really liked them early on, kind of got into it pretty early, and it might, given some of my background and, and being a young person and what I was into, seem weird, but but they were quite well liked by most people I knew who liked them. So yeah. uh, cool band. And I, when I was young, always got from the older people because I was very skinny and very tall. Um, they'd be like, oh, you look like Sean McCabe. Mm. And I didn't know how to take that because... How, it, how skinny were you? You couldn't be... The, I, dude, I, I'm the same height as I am now. And when I first started going to shows, I was probably a buck 40, buck 45. That's a skinny guy. Yeah, dude. That's I'm, a skinny I'm guy. 90 pounds heavier than that right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a skinny and guy. I've lost weight, so like, yeah, no, dude, it's you know, uh, six three one forty five. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's gone. Yeah, so but so he yeah. looked like a, he actually looked like a vampire. Yes, it was yes, actually kind and of. I, and I was super pale. You yeah. know, I'm I'm much. It's funny to say, but I'm much darker now than I was then. Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, Ink and Dagger, another band that all three of us really like. This album album is super cool to me because. I think there's a lot of people who like this band, but there's not always talk about the music. There's a lot more talk about the mystique, which there was, the lore, which there was, and kind of the overall vibe, which there is a great one. But musically, I think they're really interesting and really cool, too. Do we want to just kind of suss through both of them at the same time? We want to start with one and go to the other? Let's, t- let's talk 7-inch. Uh, uh, let's talk uh, uh, Philly Heart. Um, yes. So, uh, this record was unlike anything that I was listening to, for sure. I might have owned the Frail record, this right. Frail 7-inch, which I guess you could make a... You could make some comparisons, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but whereas Frail was screamo in the actual sense, this is just skinny guy music. And yes. there's a difference. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, this is... Uh, uh, I mean, it's clever. That's for sure. Uh, I personally think it has maybe some of the best guitar playing that has come under the umbrella of hardcore. Yep. Uh, and it is snotty without losing people like me. It's like uh, snotty without any notion of paying homage to like British punk yeah. snobs. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no like let me turn my nose up style mm. shit. Um, the guitar playing comment is really interesting to me because I think it is good. I think mm. it's really, really good. It never dwells too heavy towards metal to me. No, not at no. all. Which is really interesting because most really good guitar players 
even in punk and hardcore to show their chops. They, they, that they way. drift toward yeah. shred. Yes. Right. Because this is more Greg Ginn. Yeah. So here's here's yeah. what I find fascinating about this guitar work. I can't. I want to find a direct uh, like descent, like yeah, some lineage yeah. from yeah. noisecore, and I can't. No, a, 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 I so so and I don't that, think it comes from there. So what that means is is that it's not metal. It's it's not kind of the post SST maybe Amrep uh, uh-huh. uh, noise uh, right. core stuff. It's not that. No. Although maybe you know I'm sure the they were listening to it. it. Sure. Uh, it is, to my ear, all I hear on this, honestly, I hear Jason Farrell. I hear so much swizz. I hear so... I, it's, I hear parts of DC beyond yes. Jason Farrell, oh, too. Uh, DC is probably... DC, I think, is that... The full influence. Right, but I think it's strained through early... Like, these dudes, from what I know, and it's not... I don't know any of these guys personally. Mm-hmm. These dudes were early 90s hardcore guys, new yes. age guys. You know what I mean? Like they were into all that stuff. Uh, Flagman, you know, like all that stuff. Remain, all that kind of thing. And then when they did this band, they were looking backwards more. So I think you're hearing some, uh, definitely a lot of DC hardcore, yeah. that, like mid 80s DC. Some, uh, I think Greg Gen's an interesting reference point. But they did something that's both. Uh, especially talking about the EPs. Um, it is very 90s sounding to me, but not in the way we say 90s sounding when it regards to hardcore usually. This has elements of 90s alternative music. Mm, sure. It has elements of like like that, what I think the coolest version of the 90s could be felt with Ink and Dagger. Um, it's punk and hardcore for sure. Not a lot of metal, the vocals are clear. You can understand what the dude's saying, but there's absolutely strained and nothing you would hear on the radio. It's it's really cool, but when you made that note, and you should talk about this a little bit, mm. people who were not in hardcore, I think this was a good entry band, and it was a good early band for me that I was like, oh yeah, this stuff really hits. Like This is cool. Like I can hear this. I can hear what he's saying, and it seems really fucking out there. So uh, people love the Misfits, uh, mm-hmm. not me, but some, mm-hmm. but many people do. Fill in MSG or three quarters. They were great. Uh, oh yeah, that was awesome. a cool show. <laughs> so uh, f- you know, people love the Misfits. That's a costume band, right? That you can understand every word being sung. It's not mostly. It, yeah. It's ma- yeah. it's married to some Earth Eight Eight tracks are a little rough, but, but yeah. married to an aesthetic, but not to an ideology. Right, which is where a yeah. lot of a lot of '90s hardcore music lost people that yes. weren't interested in being part of the vegan revolution or Krishna or anything. Right. You know, what I mean, they just want aggressive music, and for some people, that's a hurdle. Right, like uh, mm-hmm. certainly, you know, we've talked about 108 quite a bit. Uh, 108 is a hurdle if you are diametrically opposed to religion. It it, it right. can be a thing. I right? can't wait to see 108 tonight. Oh, there you go. November first or tomorrow, November second. A few days. Mm. Yes, because yes. it's, it's Tuesday the 29th today. Oh, that's right. We're talking. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, this week, I think that this band has Sorry. that same universal appeal of being sh- strange that the Misfits do. And I don't say that just because they also wore makeup, but because right. you can understand what's being said, and it is—it's tethered to like horror movies. It is. Yeah. 
And is I mean, the misfits are literally saying nothing. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> nothing. nothing. No, I mean, no, you know, nothing. Nothing. Like uh, at least the the dagger had. I mean, it was fucking vampire shit. Yeah, but they were like on brand. They did. There's some. They broken, stuck to it. Yes, yes, and there's some broken heart emotional stuff, but it's they were the, Twilight. They were pre Twilight. They were definitely pre Twilight. <laughs> Question number one of this: Does this band work in the post Twilight? If this band oh, came better. out after no. Twilight, no, everybody be like, "Fuck, oh. fuck so off. fucking." I mean, they were early. I mean, who was doing vampire shit in 1997? Tom Cruise. That's it. Right. Yeah, that's it. But if you think about it, and like the lineage, so they did the band Thursday, kind of, you know. Dabbled in their sound. Mm-hmm. My Chemical Romance sort of took off from Thursday, but My Chem definitely heard. Uh, like Thursday have songs that literally quote Dagger songs. Yep, they have a song that like, he, and he said that they mentioned love is love is dead and newspaper tragedy in it. Mm. Yes, like in the actual lyrics. Title of the song. Right. Two. Yeah. Two fucking. Uh, but if you don't think those fucking My Chem dudes. Oh, took no. They had the notebook out, right? You know what I mean. For so sure. I mean, especially after them, like you'd be like, "Oh God, it's another band trying to be fucking My Chemical Romance That's with this right. fucking Damn. vampire bullshit." Qu- quick aside, yes. Why do vampires work so much better than werewolves? Like you, you, you guys would never listen to a werewolf band. I wouldn't listen to a werewolf band. Why am I into well, a vampire? Aren't, aren't rockabilly bands werewolf bands? There, and I don't listen. Agree. You know what I mean? So. I don't know. It's interesting. Then all you got to do is Werewolves put in fake teeth. The werewolves are tough. <laughs> you don't have to be here. Oh, I mean, yeah. Can you... Has there been a good werewolf story written yet? If there is, I'm not aware of it. Oh, I mean, werewolf you, in London. Werewolf in London. Uh, werewolves in London, you could say, is great. You could also say uh, an American werewolf in London American is great. Yeah, yeah. The Howling had moments, maybe. Um, Silver Bullet had a had a nice ending. Um, you know, what I mean, it's it, there's not much going on here. Teen Wolf is okay. Teen Wolf is great. Okay, yeah, know, never mind. You you I know, crushed what I was saying. Smoked. Sure. Um, vampires work because they're prettier. Okay. Right. I mean, that might That's be what the we learned from Twilight. Yeah. I mean, they glisten in the sun. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, team Jacob. Team. I'm Team Blade. Team. Uh, 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 oh no. Edward. Edward. Mm. Um. I mean, that's the werewolf versus the. We know where Dagger. Yeah, we know where Dagger stands on this. Yeah. So to me, sonically, especially on the EPs, you hear. You have hear nods to DC, mm-hmm. mid '80s DC strain through early '90s new age and hints of the Victory catalog of the chunky. Like they're not chugging, but there's a lot of chunking in this okay, guitar so, playing. So that's why I say this guitar playing is brilliant because I, I agree. It's it's. Very stop start. Yes. It's very jerky, and it sounds like nothing else of the time. And I also like that it, could, it sounds like it could fall apart at any moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not tight. No, and which is awesome, especially on these EPs. Yeah, well, that, like, that's why I was looking for the noise core reference was because yeah. I was thinking this is this is hectic. You know what I mean? This, right. This, this could be AMRAP. Yeah, yeah. But it's it does just doesn't sound like it. And no. and, and so but I, I bet structurally they're pulling from some of those notes. No, it could be. I, I'm willing to bet, especially given the, the parties who were involved here, mm. these were like, I think these are like South Street record store dwellers. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Very pulling likely. from shit. So I, I think that on the two EPs, Drive This and Love Is Dead, there are, even if you haven't listened to this record before, listen to it once, listen to these two records once, and you'll find stuff that feels instantly memorable. But I can't place it 
because I don't think there's been any bands who've come out that really sound a lot like this band. You can't. Uh, you can't. Um, Who do you think? Uh, Name the city they're from. No, no, no. I want to say that there was... Uh, oh, I mean, Thursday had some vibes. Uh, 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 am Thursday. I thinking of Ca- Carpenter Ant? Am I thinking of one of the bands that like really tried to do this? Okay, they're, they're, they might have. The, one of those Allentown bands. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, I think yeah. there was one or two that... Which vi- are descendants of this right. stuff because I'm pretty sure uh, Don DeVore is a, originally an Allentown fella and they're or thereabouts and I could be wrong so please correct me I think there's I think there's well, two actually. that I can think of yeah, that shot one. for it and couldn't achieve because it's I mean it's not easy like no because on top of the music being singular mm-hmm. which I think somebody could try to pull apart and and if you want in my opinion if you're a band right now doing some of this more chaotic stuff go listen to some of this shit this is your forensics yeah. right here yeah. you know pull some of this parts out and, and there's a flair for the dramatic on these EPs that you see the band then go reference on fine art, straight up taking parts and going, "How oh, we're going to reuse this?" Well, so self defense played Philly, and I was you were there. I was trying yes. to I was trying to get the band to actually play one of these songs, right? And I played. Andrew goes, "Hold on, play it for me." I play half a measure. And it immediately comes back to him. He starts he playing it, it yeah. and he's like, oh, I forgot how fun this is. <laughs> it's very fun to play also, which I think is a thing that's overlooked. Yeah, that's interesting too. I, and it doesn't have to be perfect. Not at all. kind of makes it more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not precise. Even on the record, it's not precise. So yeah. It doesn't matter. You hit a sour note, it doesn't really matter. We're talking about the guitars a lot. We talked about the vocals. We could talk about the vocals even yeah. longer. Yeah. I think the drumming is super interesting to uh-huh. me on this because it's... There's almost a tribal nature to some of it. You know, it's not blasting fast all the time. It, not at all, no. It's, it, I would say the band's almost strictly mid-tempo, mm-hmm. but it leans towards fast without the metal, but then they go into these very rhythmic parts that are awesome. And, like, again, I can't think of many bands who pull this off. There's certain, there's certain notes of 108 in some of this part when 108 pulls it back a little bit mm-hmm. and gets into more of a... a Mid-tempo groove. One hundred percent. One hundred eight's bridges. You could, you could definitely draw a line between these two things. Right. So, yeah, I went in expecting, because of my personal resonance with it and everything, to be like, yeah, the EPs. This is where it's at. Hundred percent. Right. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear. 
The people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments. The ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember. The ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now at Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts. But then I listened to Fine Art of Original Sin, and remembered I had just as much sentimentality and resonance with that record, and I think that Fine Art is better. Wow. I, it's pretty goddamn close. Okay, so we're going to transition into band. fine art now. Okay. Uh, so when Tom, we discussed doing this, and Tom had said, I reflexively, when Tom said, oh, fine art's great, he said it on the mic, and I was like, I looked at him crazy, like, yeah. no, come on. Um, that's because I had conflated it with the record after it. Yes. Uh, which is self-titled on Buddyhead. Right. And it's got a orange color. Okay, right. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, defensively colored... <laughs> Yeah. And uh, so for whatever reason, it appears that I haven't listened to this record since it came out. You know really? what I mean? Like, like I had no this real... This was 98? I had no real... Yeah. Initial. I- ...reference for these fine art tracks. I, I didn't yeah. recognize them. Mm-hmm. And it is great. It, it is very, great. very good. Uh, I think that um, the efforts at experimentation do not pay off. Uh, on such a short record. So you mean some of the leans into electronics and programming? What, the Atari Teenage Riot stuff that they were doing? Yeah. No, the, oh, th- that I straight up just cut that off the fucking record. I don't give a fuck about that. That the, one the, song that starts off with the woman? Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, well, no, no. The, uh, well, thank oh. you for calling Dagger Industries. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, dum, dum, yeah. Like, but I mean, that immediately 1998. Like, yeah. Yes. They okay. did it before the fucking refused. Sure. Yes, uh, no, I was talking about the remix of the first track. You can yeah, cut the last cut track. Out. I don't yeah. give a fuck about remix. Whatever. Anyway, the the uh, but there's some great tracks on this. Great. Some great playing. Some great nods to early earlier material, which I find interesting. Yes. And the uh, cutthroat tactics is just straight up a lean yep. to uh, bloodlust. Yep. Like they just take that and kind of redo it to the point where I forgot about that and had to like <laughs> listen to both tracks back and forth and go, oh, this is cool because it's themselves. not. They didn't re-record the song, but they're just being self-referential, and lyrics tie in with that, which yeah. is pretty yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. cool. Um, uh, Philopsychosis is great. Uh, you know, this is this is a very good record, but I consider this a good EP, not a. Not I mean, it is only one, two, three, four, five, six, eight seven, songs, eight songs, but it's songs. thirty minutes, right? And one of which is a, a remix. A, a remix. Not, yeah, the remix not, is six not, minutes. Not so. letting them live on that. That's all in the history and ecstasy. Oof. Great song. Oh, 
I mean, there's like, this great- record is really great. But like you said, this would be a sick, like overstuffed EP. Yes. Well, and I think that's probably what it is. And they they yeah. threw on the remix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get this LP pricing. Yes. Um, and- Vampire Fast Code. Great song. Uh, that's and the I fucking. Think, that's and that might be that might be like on here. I think I go fine art, philosophicosis, cutthroat tactics. Um, the guitar playing at the end of Philosychosis is fucking awesome. It's, this, it's, it's fucking awesome. awesome. The differences between this record and the EPs. I uh, feel like the tonality had changed a little bit. Um, some of the sharpness, some of the uh, mania feels like it's uh, dulled a bit. And I don't say that in a mean way. It's like more in control. But the vocals, I actually think I prefer the vocals. They're more affected on here and more up front than on the EPs because I actually think the vocals on Drive This get lost a little bit. They do. Yeah. Uh, and that's always been my complaint ab- about Drive This. But and I think Love is that it's, the vocals are kind of in the right space. And right here, I, I like them a little bit more in front and fine art. I, so interestingly, agree with everything you said except for my takeaway this listen, which is I really liked the way that they sounded on Drive. A complaint that I've had my entire life was, oh, these vocals become muddy. You know what I mean? Like, right liked it this time i thought fine art sounded like shit to me really yeah it, i really did not care for it at all and really? uh, uh, so i was listening to it on these headphones now these headphones are fucking 20 dollars headphones so yeah. it's entirely possible that i'm just getting that the treble is just offensive on these that's possible uh but i did not care for it i feel like if you listen even to the the, the first record digitally it still sounds like you're listening to a seven inch Yes, it's yeah, got that true. like muddy yes. sort of like agreed more yeah. over like morose kind of overtone to yeah. it. Like this, I think is just a, a better quote unquote recording. Yeah, I think so. I think so it's weird hear, to like I, hear. I think you sonically, this was at a better studio. Yeah, than yeah, the yeah. I mean, in, you know, initial, you know, at the time. Yeah, top was three label, label. Had, had a lot of energy around it for sure. Had a lot of stuff, stuff going on. Um, yeah, God, we should really discuss initial. Do you guys want to make that our first label deep dive? Yeah, We've we should been teasing do label deep dives for ninety episodes. So, so. <laughs> okay, so this is interesting. If we do a label deep dive on initial, I'm not saying we got to satisfy our listeners, right? Because no. we can satisfy oh, them. We, got- <laughs> we can satisfy them in a roundabout way where they don't yeah. know that they're getting something great. Right. But right. is initial? I bet is initial I, a good jumping off. I point? bet people don't even fucking fuck with initial. No, no. I don't think. All right. If well, anyone does, it would probably be that. Boy Sets Fire record. Oh, I feel think? like that's the... Right? In 2019? Is that the biggest initial record? I don't know. Uh, look, respect to Boy like, Sets Fire. Yo, that's was, a, in 2019, I think this answer's changed five times since 2000, unfortunately. Like, I bet at some point in the early 2000s, the Elliott stuff that initial did sure. was the biggest. But then... Then, it went off the then Boy Sets Fire probably came back in prominence. But there's been some other stuff... All right. They did Initial, all right, RDP. maybe we need to do something a little more accessible, but I like when we go dense. No, I'm f- I'm, I mean, I'm fine I mean, we, I mean, we could do like Rev first or something, or yeah. Victory talk about Electric Frankenstein, but like... <sighs> Yo, hold on. Real quick aside, what is the most crowd service one we could do in 2019? Like playing to the fans? Yes. It's is Revelation. The, Rev. Is that Rev? Yes, yeah, no okay. question. Okay. It's just got, it's got it softball depends. pitches, man. It do, it's got a lot of softball pitches. So it could be victory, though, because I, I, a lot that, of people grew up on victory. It's split in the middle. No, 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 yeah. But the thing is, with victory, so we talk Earth Crisis. Yep. We talk Strife. We integrity. talk Snapcase. We talk Integrity. Yep. What beyond that? Hate breed. Hate breed. Shut down. Um, it falls off pretty quick. A day to remember. Yeah. I don't, Thursday, I, I don't right? We'd get Thursday. That far. So, so, Take it back so, Sunday. 
Whereas Rev, it's we like, have okay, talk you talk... Blood for blood. Starts, you talk GB, you talk Judge, you talk Youth of Today. You talk Into Another, you talk Quicksand. You talk In My Eyes, you talk kissing goodbye you talk I also think they that, have a lot of no, weird fingers I also, Argen, I also think that burn I, I think super touch matter of opinion I think inside Rev's, out I think Rev's fallow periods are significantly better than Victory's fallow periods. 100% you know what I mean so Victory's I mean, got a much of, yeah. larger catalog too yeah no, so we, I we may have put to go out. through some torturous we're gonna shit. go if you look at the Victory discography you'd be like what what? Yeah. Oh. Like there's a band like the bear, the bunny, and the bird or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they all wear masks. Yeah, yeah. Like I there's mean, stuff that you're like, this this was a thing, but they were probably big. But like the fallow periods for Revelation, it's like, yo, I love fucking Kill Holiday. Sure. <laughs> sure. But yeah, that yeah. wasn't a big yeah. Rev record. But there's God only damn, a few really odd periods for Rev, and, and they're worth discussing. All right, we'll yes. we we we'll will be doing a label deep dive. I think we'll I think we'll, I th- yeah, yeah, I think we'll do a wild card first. Okay. But but one that's not as out there as initial. I think I have one in mind that that'll be fun. Because I'd love to do something I don't know shit about. Yeah, I know. You know I I mean? Like when we were talking about Mystic the other day, I was like, I couldn't name <sighs> more. The problem than with three. Mystic, yeah, the problem with Mystic is that it has like a five year period where they put out. Oh, Hundred records, uh-huh. and it's all wild. Like, oh, California punk, like again, miscellaneous, yeah, yeah, like yeah the yeah. weirdest shit. Like yeah. Manson Youth, seven inch, cool, yeah. fucking amazing. So we're gonna do a one. What was it? What was the conversion? We're gonna do a conversion records deep dive. A conversion records would be fun. Um, I actually read a oh fuck Workshed Records fanzine like run through, which was Dan O'Mahony's label, mm. and it was actually fascinating and a like really cool read about. Some stuff that's like, oh shit, that's that band's first record came out on Workshed. That's weird. And then stuff that was like, oh, this should have been bigger. Right, and right, it, right. You know, so my my personal, I, I would love a Tang. Tang would actually be interesting. Tang would be interesting as fuck, because a lot of their biggest releases are reissues. Yep. From other labels. Yep. But but they picked up the spot. I, I would also the call them Tang releases. I agree because that's know? how I was introduced. Yep. All right. So Ink and Dagger Fine Art. Is the music more developed? I think it is a little bit. A little bit. Right. It's not a huge jump. I will no. say, so, okay, what's interesting about when we were talking about uh, uh, some of these guitar parts not showing like a high level of creativity, but not going for a high level of technicality in a metal sense and all that, I actually also think that the it is difficult, and this is the best compliment I can pay this band, the parts that are easy on the ears, of which most songs have at least one element that right. is quite ear charming. Yeah, know? right. Whether it be a vocal or guitar line. Yep. Yeah, and they end songs with uh, multiple songs. They end with truly infectious parts. Yes. That, that are, and then end abruptly. Yes. That, oh! uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, charming parts, right? Yes. But here's what's interesting. Now. People, in 2019, your favorite hardcore bands, um, you can probably identify what pop element they are pulling from. If they are, right? If they are, then you can probably ID it. For a while, there was um, what felt like, uh, you know, people would always say U2 on the classic material. Like old material, people would always say U2. Yes, any any band from the 80s who's going indie, they would say U2. Right. And then... uh, you could you could argue there was some grunge influence uh, it, 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 later in the '90s. You could say that that seeped in. We should talk about that because that was said a lot, and I don't think it's actually yeah, true. No, there's not a ton. Yeah, Truthfully, but. there's not a ton. 
um, maybe just people thickened up their guitars in a way that was yeah familiar. I agree but I agree. but uh, and then I started to hear when when the uh, uh, metalcore era of uh, sing scream came mm-hmm. in it felt like everybody was borrowing from some pop thing that like was in the cultural zeitgeist and it and this the the what we'll call the pop elements just by virtue of the fact yeah. that they're easy on your ears I have no idea what they are I can't identify what no. the influence is at all and I find that so interesting I think that's what makes them so fascinating yeah I think they're pulling they sound a lot like of nothing elements I, I my note on this is that the so there was there's some electronic stuff going on in here. Mm. What is the reference point? What because Atari Teenage Riot? That's kind of what it is to me. Yeah, and there's but it's like it's a very familiar kind of '90s electronic thing that as someone who was going to record stores in Philly with some regularity at the time, you were going to record stores and there was a mix of dance music and like punk and hardcore and indie. Like there was a big seep in there. Well, you got to figure for a minute. You got to and, and this is the only band I can cite as saying, "Oh, I, uh, they were doing this." Yeah. Y- you got to think Ministry started sure. a lot of kids yeah, a- that's on right. that track. Yep. And, and then, they're older, so that makes sense. They're probably my age or a little bit older, so yeah. Ministry mm-hmm. is like a good M- Ministry probably a point of reference for them. Um I'm trying to think. So my memory of going to Music Shack on Central Avenue as a yes. kid was that there was a, um, like, not that Nail Bomb was that, but the, the, mm-hmm. the kids that wore the Nail Bomb shirts also really liked, Yeah, you know I mean, the more aggressive, like, uh, 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 pig face, uh, lard. Yep. Uh, you, yep. you know what I mean? Like, like KMFDM. Uh, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, KMFDM. Yeah. KMFDM's a big Yo, one. People yeah. forget how big that, that was. was everywhere. People that was the biggest forget. of the bunch, other than Nine yes. Inch Nails. Yes. I, uh, yeah. To me, it was like the Nine Inch Nails, which I put as like non-subculture because it was so popular right. in the '90s. KMFDM. And then a step under KMFDM is stuff like Skinny Puppy or something. Ministry. You know I mean? yeah. My yeah. life is a thrill kill yes. cult. One of my there favorites. Yo, I've discussed this. When you want to see where a gimmick goes wrong, I love my life with a thrill kill cult. Uh-huh. Find a photo of them in 2019. You can't wear a leather cowboy hat forever. That's what you learn. <laughs> you know? Al Jorgen's still, still fucking with it, though. He, yeah, yeah. I but might take hearted. it off his head, too. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Man, I might. Now you probably won't see, like what's under. No. no also, also, he doesn't like it either. Uh, no. If he's not in a, in a dope sleep, he's also going to, it's not going to be easy for me to take it off his head. I don't care if he is 65. You know That's what true. I mean? He's clean now, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, then he could whoop my ass. You know, mm. <laughs> he's a scrappy little dude. When are we talking about fucking Palehead? Uh, anytime. Oh, yeah, we should do that. <laughs> That's actually maybe a, a, a yes. wax oh. tracks kind of stuff. Entirely possible. Yeah. Like if you wasn't, ah, uh, could be. So structurally, I think that they, they didn't, they didn't change the formula no. on a fine art. No. They became self-referential. They were pulling in similar elements, and then they added some of this electronic stuff. I also wonder, respectfully, Yes. I wonder, um, so the one gentleman died of drugs. We know that. Uh, we would normally file that under nobody's business. However, yes. uh, if the band was in a druggy period, which is possible, Feasible. Uh, you tend to get a little lazy, and this... This record doesn't strike me as lazy, lazy, as it's quite good. But things like refer- self-reference is one of two things. That's either clever or lazy. Lazy, And this is very early in the band's career for either one. So right, this I is only like a year or two after. Yes, yeah. yeah so, so the funny part is when you think about this, and I, sent, uh, I was talking about timelines because we talk about this often. 
Love is Dead comes out in 96. Drive This is 97. Fine Art is 98. Right. Boom, boom, boom. The final record comes out in 2000, I believe. Uh, the self-titled. I don't know if I would strike it as lazy, but it's certainly self uh, There is a... If you had to pick something for Ink and Dagger, clever is a term that would be used frequently. You know what I mean? It's clever lyrically. It's clever musically. I think there are tons of bands who would love to be compared to this band, and I don't see that many who try. I've seen bands who've tried. I've seen bands who who wanted that comparison but really didn't warrant it, Didn't, didn't musically sound like this to me. Um, I, 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 the stop and go parts are really unique and especially because it doesn't lean metal it really doesn't and they somehow steer clear of that throughout all of this which is odd um, I hear late period blacklisted oh yeah go into your, your thing on this so my, I would be curious to talk to anybody in any of these bands I hear Swizz in Ink and Dagger and I hear Ink and Dagger in blacklisted and I don't it, hear it. It feels so. Listen to the new blacklisted material, like a dry shaving, yeah. etc. It, it that's what it sounds like to me. Mm. And I am, I'm so. Oh, the newest. The newest, yeah. That would make sense. Uh, a little bit. Sausage, I believe. Sausage got to be a fan. He he re-released the the, the stuff. So there you go. And his label's called Six Feet Under. So. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I hmm. never caught that. I really. That's the line that I see. Interesting. Although I don't think Blacklisted sounds like Swizz, I think Ink and Dagger borrows from Swizz, and I think Swizz... Right, it's and like I think, through the Ink and Dagger... Swizz through an Ink and Dagger lens. I think it's fascinating. I think it's honestly fascinating. Uh, I, this is on my mind because when I was listening to Ink and Dagger, I went uh, on my drive down, I went and listened to Swizz, and was like, yeah, I think 100%. And then I went and listened to Blacklisted saying, oh, and I yep. really yeah. did like a forensics, and so, I think I could prove it. So to me, I'm more curious to go in this Philadelphia lineage is... To say, what if the dudes from Ink and Dagger were rolling with the dudes from Me Without You in the mid '90s, mm-hmm. and to go to look at the way that branch split for influences from mid '80s DC hardcore? Oh, because sure. I think those two—they just took very different spins. You can you can taking find, music and then evolving it to the next. Limit, you can find you know? Moss Icon in both. Yeah. Oh, no question. And, and uh, I think you can find Right to Spring in both. Oh, you can. Oh. Let's say that. Ink and Dagger, the Nightbreed dark-sided <laughs> version. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah, Dark One Universe. Last right. You know what I They're mean? the like, uh, negative zone yes. fucking Rites of Spring. Yeah, uh, b- Bizarre Rites of Spring. Dark Revolution Winter. Winter. Yeah, exactly. Oh. You know what? So I find this Revolution guitar... Revolution Autumn, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. I find Fall this guitar playing uh, more innovative potentially mm-hmm. but I see uh-huh. the thread right there yeah. yeah and particularly when we're talking about when I kept saying Swizz Swizz is not skinny guy music One Last Wish it's skinny guy music is yeah, skinny is. guy music right spring skinny guy music yeah, yeah. I mean, look at Gee. skinny yeah. guy music yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah like put yourself through oddly a basketball hairy. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> wearing like yeah. khakis with no shirt yes hanging off of basketball rims yeah. khakis with no shirt on is a like a, a bad fucking white rapper lyric waiting to happen what's, yeah but Gee can pull it off what's, yeah. what's Gee? Portuguese is that what he is Pisciotto I don't know Italian French he does have like a funny little hairiness to him doesn't he yeah, like good for him. Yeah, hey, good for him. Sure. Yo, if you are so, personal, yeah, my chest hair is too long. It sucks. 
You it's got long true. and keep straight. It, keep it, it's keep it. Like if you can, if you got a little bit of a curl to you, you got more Italian oh, yeah, than I, I know, got. Yeah, I know. You're killing it. Manscaped.com. <laughs> Enter the promo code. Yeah, shave Get the worst possible yeah. timeline. <laughs> yeah, there you Get go. Get your shaving needs. Oh, yes. I love that sponsorship. Um, that exists. I, I would just I hear it on one. every podcast. I know, but I, they haven't you, offered. You shave I, your your I, testes. I would like. Yeah, let's let's get on that. And it, like you, you can't cut yourself. It's pretty. Have you tried that? Any of that? No. Is that personal? I it's tried. personal. Uh, it's okay. All right. I mean, I've heard people have nightmare like using like a regular like buzzer to try to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can. You gotta be careful. Yeah. I'm not. The, yeah. I never told you a story. What? I, okay. Now so, we're personal. Right, we're, we're yeah. getting, it's not me. Oh, all right. Friday Friday friend. Day. It's it's dark down. It's yeah. bloody, yeah. so it makes sense. Ooh. Gentleman was uh, shaving his testicles. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like the shaver, the the buzzer kind of like got was like jammed. Yeah. So he thought it was like jammed on a hair and pulled oh. it and ripped his sack open oh. and had to be rushed to the hospital. Mm. So, yeah. So, so uh, a dagger. So quick the, question thr- on the that. thrifty vasectomy. Do you, yeah. <laughs> had to be rushed to the hospital. Was he able to rush himself or was that a have to call a friend, phone a friend? Line? I believe it was a phone a friend. Oh, what a bummer. Yeah. I mean, what do you do? If, if you could have just kept that to yourself, you'd do, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, you, you could tell people after. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, if in the moment, you can be like, yeah, I ripped my sack open. What? Like, what do you it's do? It's all good now. Yeah. Do you tape it up for the meantime? Do you like, do you go Harley style and fucking glue it? Like I how we used to you, glue his you, fingertips? You try. Outside of putting glue, I don't think I'd want to put glue on no, that thing. No, because it could get in. But I'd, I, yeah, you're trying to get that thing closed up and holding it. Maybe a Band-Aid of some sort? Something. You roll in with like a fucking Barney Band-Aid on your fucking balls? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it would be terrible. I don't like to think about it. No. I need that manscape. Yeah. So can we... Yeah. All right, so blood is, blood is red. Yeah. Uh, love <laughs> is dead. And lyrically, this dude probably deserves more credit than he gets. Much more. I think he gets a Much lot more. of credit. Yeah, but I think, I think there's... For a while, there was people. There clearly are people who really, really love this band. Mm. To pull back to the the more large at large audience, dude deserves a lot of credit for his lyrics. I think he's talking about he's he's going into some theme stuff here. But but when I was listening today, I was like, there's a lot more stuff here that feels pretty straight up, like hardcore ish mm-hmm. stuff to listen to. You know? Okay. This like is like no no mi- diss to to West from American Nightmare. His lyrics are a lot more poetic and like playful. This stuff feels a lot more aggressive and like right. tried traditional. But there's a lineage, I would bet. Yeah, I agree. M- Misfits theory: all you need, you can go out really far yeah. as long as you have a very singable chorus esque part. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. You can go. You could be singing about some unpleasantness, really, and as long as you come back, Texas is the reason is the it, president's dead. There you go. Yeah, uh, like. Yeah, as long as you come back to center and very memorable vocal parts. The like, yeah. you're so crazy. Yeah. Um, you're laughing at me. Icicles what? Like at your heart. Yeah, there's just a lot of very memorable stuff. So, Face Fire from Guilt was in this. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. She was. Yes, I believe she was also in Guilt. Yeah. Oh. Which that, also kind of makes sense. Yes, it makes a lot of sense. Connect to the Louisville thing. Initial. To initial. Correct. Interesting. Boom. Eric from Tim and Eric, not mm-hmm. Eric Wilson of Worst Possible Timeline, yeah, right. was also in it. Yes. Yep. I don't remember him, though. But, I mean, I wouldn't have been like, hey, that guy's going to be something someday. <laughs> no, no, no. That <laughs> big guy is going to be, we- you yeah. know. Like, and I don't remember the drummer, but I just remember Don and, and Ashley and, and uh, Sean. So, to me, I wonder, if you had told me 
Like you could have played some things and gone, "Hey, here's this band. They're from the mid, mid late '90s." I could go, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." But they were the only band that sounded like this. Correct. There weren't a bunch because we just made a bunch of connections and we said, "Oh, there's a member of Guilt, a member of Frail." Uh, the band before this was Crud as a Cult. Mm-hmm. Like, not good. Incidentally, go on. No, not. Uh, but but you go, oh, okay. Like there could have been a lot of early '90s that evolved into this, but it didn't. Nope. This is very singular, so it's really interesting to me because it. You can't even now that we're twenty years past the date on it, we can say weird. This is an island when I thought it would have been. It's one of two things. Many things. Either if you buy into our theory that it's a uh, uh, more frenetic DC, yes, then you could call this an evolutionary dead end. And if you don't buy into our theory that it's a frenetic DC, then, then it's a true mutant. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just an, ab- it's just uh, yeah, an aberration. You know what? I, think, I think it is probably a part of that. I, I think it's a genetic dead end, but it was a mutation off that. Mm. It, it really mutated the DC sound through some of those specific reference points and musical things we said. And so far, no one's gone back and really revisited it and been able to succeed on the points that make this really interesting. Yeah. So the points that make it musically really interesting, obviously there's a vocal thing. Let's talk about the music first. Guitars, well played, steer away from metal, some some chugging and kind of choppy stops, start stop stuff going on with melodic interludes like do 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 in a mid tempo pace with like kind of interesting uh, timing when you signatures. do when you so what we know as the evil riff from metal bands yes. when you do that and you're not remotely metal the effect is great and that's what happens high, here. high drama that's what happens uh, here it's drumming awesome. that is very capable but doesn't go super fast mm-hmm. but also steers away from like I can't think of any parts where he's relying too heavily on his like symbols and going yep. too nuts on that to be honest it, it, if there's parts of this that would make you want to play drums as much as it would make you want to play guitar. Yeah. 100%. So, so there's some really unique stuff going on, and I encourage some bands who are doing the more, bands who are more on the fringes of, of a more straightforward hardcore sound to look at this and go, what the fuck can we do that pulls from this? Yeah. Because no one's done it yet, and it's fucking great. Agreed. And vocally, I don't know. Uh, I do think there's more people out there who vocally could, I could make comparisons to this. But he has so much personality, even under the aff- affectation on fine art. You used the the term uh, snotty, mm-hmm. which I think is good because it's snotty in the way that the wording he's using and the phrasing and the timing of it is just really well done. Nighttime and like it's stuff I wouldn't even atten- attempt. It's but his great. yelling voice sounds like old eighties. Like if you were like, hey, it's it, it sounds like the dude from fucking Urban Waste. So sure. So okay, but that's, or like and like snotty punk kind of. That's what I find yeah. so fascinating. Yes, it is. It's definitely a hardcore kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. No 100%. doubt. No but question. His sing songy things too, but like his like, um, I just he's think got it, that gravelly weird like, and he's got he's got he's in the same way we talk about um, Sean from Swizz and mm-hmm. and Urban Waste is a good. This dude's. 
he's ferocious. He's got he's yeah. got some venom, but he's pitchy in a perfect way. Yes, right. It, it, it's it's really nothing about it should work it, because it's just character. He's not a good singer. No, just so we're clear. No, but it all pulls through, and it's, it's so unique that great. it's really great. So. so, can you name any other singers that you know can't really pull it off, but <laughs> they just get through <laughs> on character? I don't know. Anybody <laughs> sitting in this room? No. <laughs> yeah, because then I'd be getting through. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, do you see any like impact? Like, do you think Dave ever? Dave, you know, his work has influenced yours at all. Do I, if you were like, I, that's what I was kind of going for drug church. Oh, do I think okay that I, kind of pitchy sing songy? I was going for uh, 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 seaweed at first, but I can't do it. Right? Yeah. Like, because that guy is no brilliant singer. But he's low key good. But he's low yeah. key good. Yeah. Uh, he's actually super solid despite not having a range. Uh, and he's got a range, just very. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sean is more like what I am, which is like largely incapable. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. So, so sure. uh, not on Cape. I, that's, I feel like you both, you, you do yourself and do him a disservice. By well, uh, but I never deny people's right to really love it. Cause I love, yeah. I love Sean's voice well, more well, than so, 99% of capable. So it's, yeah, it's, it's going and saying, look, here's the normal range of like what people say is a good singer. And you're over here doing this thing. Yeah. That is appealing on these traits and you do it well. And I mean, you know, for anyone who is listening to hardcore music, yo, it, it, it got me with the whole the youth of today conversation with Ray Capo. There's got to be something to his voice that just twinges people. Because uh, you said it too. He's just got so much personality. It's an acquired taste, though. Well, that's to me, I'm like, yeah, hardcore. We're here. I get it if somebody says, I like that dude's vocals more than that dude's vocals. It's like, yeah, but don't be like, yo, I hate his vocals. Yo, what what kind of music are you listening to? Like, these are a bunch of dudes yelling, some of which poorly, yeah. most of which poorly. Let's be yeah. real. But this will come up if we ever do a blacklisted a deep dive. People seemingly are more offended by something that approximates uh, yes. the right thing, but but quote unquote fails yes. than they are by something that doesn't Going for the other, it. yes. So, remember uh, what record did George start singing on? Uh, heavier. Uh, heavier. No, uh, peace I would earth. say peace pe- on earth. Okay, when people, I remember seeing now. What's the uh, beat goes on? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, give me the one after heaven. No one deserves. Okay. To be here. So on uh, no one deserves, yeah. he just straight up is doing kind Belting. of ca- yeah. Ca- yeah, kind of like a like a dead pitch sing right and yeah. and people. If you recall, yeah, we're brutal to him, and I remember thinking, "You people fucking love men that bark, yeah, and you're right. mad at George right. for doing a thing to my ear, which is uh, like I love it, but like, wh- what do you mad? Like about? we got oh, we got people right. out here who are 25 to life fans saying, like, yeah, but Ray Capo can't sing. That's why I hate was, his right. voice. That's why it was like, straight bullshit. Okay, you can yeah. say I hate his voice, but don't say you can't sing because you listen to yes, Rick. That's blah, what I'm saying. Blah, blah. Yeah. But, but, when but again, people, it worked for the band. Correct. <laughs> exactly. Like, if you played that for a fucking singing teacher, they, he or she would be like, Right, but pitchy dog. But it's, like, it's, but like it's tw- great for the band. It works. It's like for twitching actually. tongues. If you don't like twitching tongues, more power to you. But the complaint that it's like, oh, the singing's terrible. No, it's not terrible. No. You don't like it. Right. Trust right. me. It's well I done. Know, I know terrible. I do it. You know what I mean? So, but like all that shit is like so tacky. So fuck it. Yeah. Like yeah, people just say what you don't like. You're allowed yeah. to not like something. You don't. Right. And it doesn't I have to see, suck for you not to like. It. Yeah, you don't I gotta justify. I can see it. someone not liking this purely on vocals. I happen to love the vocals. Yeah. And Dagger's. I mean. 
I actually am curious. I would like to hear because I don't hear about Ink and Dagger other than people who love them. Like, yes, do you know anyone agreed. who really dislikes the band? I don't no. know anybody that dislikes the band. No. Same. Because you have to, it's not an easy find. So you have to, if you d- like dig for it, you yeah. was to once you go, no, oh, whatever. Like, no, they don't right. bring it. Were they hated in 1999 or 2000? Fuck yes. Yeah. But now it's like you either seek it out and listen to it because you love it yeah. or it's just gone. But I would love to hear somebody who listens to them either based on who has gone and tried to listen to them for whatever reason right. or listen to them based on this and doesn't like it because I'd like to hear from you from what 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 doesn't strike you yeah, about the band for sure maybe maybe because perhaps is, we're being romantic about it well bit. let me ask a question name something you can do at a hardcore show mosh okay that's one is, can you mosh to this yes 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 what's something else you can do sing at a along can you sing along to absolutely this? Yes. okay what else is something you can do at a hardcore show stage dive can you stage dive yes. to this? Yes. Yes. We're killing it. It so hits far. all the hardcore. Yeah. Uh, three for three. I would say if you want to say that there's multiple types of mosh, you could also two step to this if you chose to. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I, I think the hardest part is doing some real heavy moshing. Right. You yeah. could like freak out to there's, this. There's, like, a lot body of weird, you're, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of weirding out to this music. F- Philly finds a way. But, 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 oh, <laughs> I also think. This, this one, uh, uh, go ahead. What's, now you nail, you said it, but say it again. What is another thing you can do at a hardcore show? Think fast core, you're up front, you're not singing along because you're, like, you're yeah. just freaking, freaking the fuck out. Yeah, freaking out, yeah. This is perfect. Yeah. Okay, so Tom, you got a chance to play with them a yes. few times. They played some bigger shows over in Europe. Yes. What was the biggest show this band played in the States? Because I don't think they played many big shows. I mean, I remember them playing a lot of like... Hey, like yeah, yeah, like with like Judas Factor. Yep, I remember like a bunch Basements of like, in small clubs. They're playing a melody bar, you know. Yes, Judas Factor, Kid Dynamite when they first started, uh-huh. like that sort of stuff. I don't know. Their biggest shows were the return shows with Jeff. Yeah. Oh no, my question. Guess. And like so, so like considering the earl, their actual existence of this band. If you told me this band in the United States, because in Europe you, yeah. you end up playing some big spots. If you told me they never played the two hundred people, I wouldn't be. Sh- I wouldn't even be. Only surprised. because of the era, I would. I would put it at three. Only because of the. Era. I don't yeah. think. I feel like them in Philly would probably be a thing. Yeah. I, I think they were playing mostly Philly basements. And I, they were I, not playing. I agree, you, and you I don't know, think they the, ever even got at big, their biggest Philly show. Maybe unless they opened for like Get Up Kids or something, which I think happened. I'm just scaling because I seem to maybe. recall shows having more people in like general at this era some, in general. Some, you know what I mean? Some, so, some. So, but no, I largely agree with you. It is not what people might think it would have been. Right, but also, I mean, didn't they tour botch? Oh, that might be. I have actually I like no the, idea what the touring maybe, history was. Maybe that. So like they might. I feel like it was them. Sp- Botch and like Spanacorzo or something. Oh, okay, that could have done okay. Yeah, I feel like that might have been, but like, yeah, they were never even like that, a even big that's not like, ba- yeah, it wasn't Botch when I mean, again, yeah, Botch was you know, Botch's last show was bigger than any other show they ever played, kind of thing, right? So, and their so return it's show, interesting. Yeah. the legacy of things and how things are remembered is not always dead on, but this was a cool band and just on tracks. This is a band who's got fucking tracks, they got tracks, the whole fucking what happened. No, just are you on the internet? Band. No, no, no. I tried to go on the internet to look for tour stuff, but it doesn't matter. It, but just I, like I'm agreeing, and their like earlier shows, like and they did it in Europe too, like the whole like all the lights out, yep. fucking you know face paint. They kind of did the corpse paint stuff. Yep. Before you know, I mean before. not before black metal, but they did you know. it. Co- they did it cooler, by the way. It looks better. Yes. It yeah, is. like he would have a full white face, like black across his eyes. Yeah, but it's it's largely diffused as opposed to black metal, which is like these caked on. Yeah, these really yep. cool. Um, but they would have like rows and rows of candles. There's that famous story about like 
they played someplace and they carried a woman in in a casket. Yes. And they like they put up the casket and she like broke out of the casket and like did a reading that she does on one of the records. Yep. And like people were like fucking freaked. They did blood. They did. They did. They did the slow strobe light, which is my favorite strobe yeah. light. They were very invested in the theatrics of it because I think these are tried and true, like died in the wool hardcore kids who were like, "Yo, let's have fun with this and let's be theatrical and just go full bore." Could this band have popped really big? No. Based on music, no. No. Everything else, sure. Yeah, everything else. But it just my, and I think my Chemical Romance did fine with everything else. Yeah, you know. that's right. And that dude wasn't a singer in the beginning either. Mm. He got better. He, he got better. But that first record was not, not much far, not far off from Ink and Dagger. And I mean, also it was probably four years after. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. even. Yeah, not oh, even. so so not that's even. the thing. Like My Chemical Romance to a lot of our listeners are just the stadium band that's been around. Yeah, like you know, but uh, they started as a. Adjacent, not hardcore, but adjacent to hardcore. Hardcore kids playing that. De- definitely a lot of New Brunswick basements in that band's uh, yeah, life, they, I would they, imagine. They, you know, their first tours, they played with the band Survivors. They opened for American Nightmare. Is that yeah. true? Yep. Yeah. They you did know a full I'm the only US Survivors fan. They're probably, That's I me. know. They're at Bloomfield Ave. They were probably Bloomfield Ave, Hamilton Street Cafe. Yeah. Kids. yeah. They did a full US with AN and right. Every that, Time I Die. That, yes. that I remember, but they existed before that. They like, didn't, yeah. yeah. It, 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 that's the period I'd be interested in is like them crawling out of a basement somewhere, you know? Yeah, they were. And then that record came out and that yeah. was it. That mm. was it. That second record. Which uh, I ain't going to front. Great rock record. I can't. Uh, so that Three Cheers record. I'm old enough to like be like, I don't care if I'm not cool. Oh, That's sure. a good fucking rock record. I, I have to. Be, I'm not offended by it. I have to be professional because that dude works in comics, and so do I. I cannot find anything. Really, you and don't listen I, to like that song Helena and be like, I could see straight up twenty thousand people I in an arena singing this. Oh well, that's different. It's just, just do a really I like nice it? You know, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, not a great live band. Oh, I believe that comparatively, like for what you know. I mean, where they arrived, you need theatrics and explosions because the motherfucker had to hit notes, like real yeah. notes, not well, like and, and they all sang with him. Yeah, so kind of. You know. The theatrics. Once you get on a big stage. It's like, we got to do something up here. Yeah. I mean, I saw them sell out the garden. Speaking, yes. speaking so. of uh, of candles and shit at the Ink and Dagger show. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, look, people lost their lives at that great white thing. I'm not trying to yeah. fucking put it in, make light of it. But, uh, yo. Dangerous. Back in the days where yes. you could have an open flame on a, on a stage. Yes. Miss that. You know, I mean, like a full like I hey, there's that. twenty open flames. Not really covered. Somebody moshes into this. Yep. Yes. We're in some shit. Yep. Yes. Like it starts burning the rug at the church and then yes. we're in yep. Yeah. So it all goes south. Yeah. Yo, Ink and Dagger. Thank you. Great Philadelphia's band. finest, maybe. I think they're I think they're my favorite hardcore band from Philly by far. Yeah. They're in the, them and Blacklisted. Blacklisted, yeah. Blacklisted and all else failed for me. They're they're in the uh, yeah, holy trinity. What? Blacklisted, it's Blacklisted and Dagger. All failed doesn't do it for me. I like Kid Dynamite enough, I guess. Um, but they're not the same. Yeah, shout out to Ink and Dagger. Shout out to Ink and Dagger. One of my favorites. I'm glad we did this. If anyone like like it wor- like works for them, where can we get? Is it Ink? Spelled oh, out yeah. and dagger is it ink ampersand. plus oh, ampersand dagger or ampersand ink? Is, is what I but think they're all of over most. the it's because on Spotify on they get them both oh yeah, really they do yeah. so can we just settle on one yeah I'd like that condense I'm thinking it's ink plus dagger I think it's ink ampersand because it's ink and, and dagger yeah ink, ink plus ampersand. daggers but I mean I think I've seen it with the plus oh I'm sure too. you have yeah I so think if on we drive all, this it has the ampersand it might be yeah. so um, if we can get that done yeah let's just get it straight whatever it is. 
All right, everybody. Uh, thank you. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this uh, album to album. Uh, I know, I really did. Vampire Children Unite. There you go. <laughs>